The Cobra Kai Season 6 production has been halted due to the writer's strike. Today, I go to the picket lines at Fox Studios and talk with Cobra Kai creators John Hurwitz. Season 6 is going to be amazing. Josh Heald. Anything you love about Cobra Kai is going to be in Season 6. And Hayden Schlossberg. Does Terry Silver get out of jail? Do you you want me to answer that? And some incredible actors, including Alicia Hannah-Kim. About the biggest, baddest season yet. Mary Page Keller and Thomas Ian Griffith. As far as Cobra Kai, I'm trying to get some info out of these guys. They're all here. So stick around because they all had amazing things to share and you won't want to miss it. You're listening to KenCast. Here's your host, Ken Cole. Everyone, this is Ken Cole coming to you from the Fox studio lot where there's a strike happening, a picket line for the writer's strike. And today we're going to talk to some of the creative writers behind Cobra Kai and some of the cast who are here to support the writers. So let's see what they have to say. With me is John Hurwitz, one of the co-creators of Cobra Kai. It's an honor to be here. And uh, John, so I know a lot of fans are wondering what's going on. Like, what is the strike? You know, why are writers striking right now? And and what, what would you say to fans? First of all, I would say to fans... Thank you for your love and support of Cobra Kai. We love this show as much as you do. We're eager to get back to it, and season six is going to be amazing. We hate to have to uh, have a little break from it right now. It's not just about us. It's about the industry as a whole. Uh, you know, as the times have changed in the, in the last 20 years or more, uh, you know, when there's new media, when there were DVDs, there was, uh, you know... Uh, the studios have to figure out how they're continuing to pay people uh, for their work. With streaming, it's a whole elevated way where, um, you know, you have a show, you put your, you know, a, a whole team of people works really, really hard on it for a long time. Uh, it used to be that you make money up front, you make some money, uh, you know, down the road as well as it's, as it's re-aired. Every time you would see a rerun of a sitcom on television, a writer would get paid, actors would get paid, people in the industry who put their blood, sweat, and tears into the project, they would all get paid over and over again. When it would go on DVD, they would get paid. Everybody was making money uh, as the studios made money. What's going on right now, which has been the problem, is with, the, with, uh, with streaming in particular, a show's on there, and they have a very low-level uh, model in which people, uh, creators, writer, writers, performers, act, everybody uh, has a limit to how much they can make while the streamers themselves are making constant money, constant subscribers, constant people watching the show. So a show like Cobra Kai, which you guys have made a giant hit, the studios are making money forever on it. But, you know, the rest of us who've worked really hard on it end up uh, kind of high and dry in the long run. And it's not about looking for more money than you would typically get in the past. It's really just making it be making the business be similar to how it was in the past, where if you're contributing something that's making people money, then you see the money as well. So that's one element of it. But that's just one of the major issues that are being talked about uh, in the writer's strike. Beyond that, there's concerns about AI, for example. That's something that you've probably heard about. And, you know, AI is coming. There's no secret with that. Uh, but, you know, people at the studios um, are looking for any way to pay people less and to have greater ownership of things. So there's talk of internally at a studio, 
they have come up with an idea and they have AI do the early drafts of stuff so that the studio owns the property. There's no creator involved. And then they hire one or two writers to come in and sort of polish up work that, you know, that, that the machine is doing. And, you know, we're, we don't have our heads in the sand. We recognize that there's constant um, progress in society and technology, but you're not making a show like Cobra Kai with AI. You need uh, a group of writers in a room. Uh, you need people who are creating it, and then you need people who are a group of writers working with each other to add that complexity that people fall in love with. The uh, the, the, the fresh storylines, the more sophisticated elements of the story that keep, keep people coming back, those are things that are a lot harder for a machine to do. So, you know, that's one of the elements that we're fighting for to keep the job of a screenwriter there. So when my children, if they want to be screenwriters in the future or anyone's children, that it's still an opportunity. It's still something that isn't just a limited job for limited people. Oh, who do we got here? <laughs> oh, wow. Come on in here. Come on in, come on in here. Oh, One second. Hello. Hi. How's it going? So some of you may recognize Alicia from the show. She's much friendlier in person than Kim Dayoon is. <laughs> to get, I don't know if you've met uh, Ken Cole. Haven't yet. Wonderful to meet you. Yes, amazing performance. Amazing. It's fashion boots. I'm the husband. But he's also an amazing actor and a, and a big supporter of yes. everything we're doing. And it's not just about the WGA, it's about SAG. No, it really is about, you know, really supporting our, our sister unions. It's always unbelievably important for support our unions. And without the writers, we wouldn't do anything. The word is the most important. Then comes the actors. Yeah. Then the director. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, this is uh, Ken does uh, a lot of uh, uh, the content for the Cobra Kai community. Yes, yes. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's uh, it's amazing to cover such an amazing show. So, yeah. Gosh, big free man. Yes. Awesome, bro. I'll let you guys continue there. Thank you. Thanks for saying hi. Bye. So, John, let me ask you, a lot of fans, you know, they see the show, they love the show. They see the amazing performances. They see the amazing stunt sequences. But what is it that a writer does for a show like Cobra Kai? Okay, so this is a really good question because, you know, I, you know, we, I keep up with the fandom a little bit. And I know that there was, uh, you know, concern about, like, their filming and... People were excited that they're filming still without us there. Right. And the truth of the matter is, uh, you know, not only are we creating the show in the writer's room and working with our writers in the writer's room, but every single day in production, all day long, we're working on uh, on improving what's on the page, collaborating. There's the magic that happens on set when it's not just the writers and the directors and the actors. Everyone on the team is swimming in the same direction. We're all collaborating. It's our our costume designer, Frank Helmer, comes and he's like, I got this great idea for a T-shirt that has this on it. Right. And we as the writers are uh, contributing and, and tweaking a lot, uh, you know, the words on one of Dimitri's shirts or something like that. Or we're on set every time we're filming a scene, there will be a rehearsal at first. And pretty much every single scene that we've ever done on the show, we'll watch a rehearsal. We'll be there. We'll come up with an extra line. We'll be like, you know what? That line isn't working right. Let's adjust the line a little bit. Sometimes some improv happens there and we're making adjustments to the script. 
every single day, uh, we're usually uh, collaborating with our actors who are coming up with questions and things like that and saying, hey, maybe we do a little something here. I'm, I'm feeling this. What's the intent here? Could I say this? Or I, I want this to be clear. And then we come up with something and we're constantly issuing new drafts of the scripts throughout production. Now, that's not to say I'm not trying to scare everybody. Episode one, which is filmed in season six, is going to be great. It's going to be fine. It's an episode that um, we we all really put a lot of uh, focus into. We were there prepping with Joel, who was directing for us. Um, we uh, we prepped with the department heads because all that was right before the strike. Um, they filmed without us. It was a tough thing. All the actors on set, it was tough for them. It was tough for Joel. Worst case scenario, we watched the episode and we're trying to piece it together in the editing room and we're missing something. We'll pick things up. We'll fix it. Anything that's not working, we'll be able to fix in the long run. But that that worked for one episode. Uh, why we were thrilled for them to shut down after that was because if you keep making more and more episodes and you don't have writers on set, then you're in a situation where there's more problems that could go on. And then suddenly it's like, I don't need one day of reshooting or additional photography. Now I need three. Now I need six. Now they, and that's a lot of money that goes into the, into the production budget. And then when we come out on the other side of this, they're going to be like, okay, you have your budget. And now we're in a situation where they've lost a bunch of money and now we have to spend a lot more money on this and that, which makes the show worse in the long run because if we're spending money on reshoots and we're not spending money on other things that would make the show better. So uh, a writer's job is not just in the writer's room. It's not just the scripts. It's every single decision that gets made on the show. For uh, Hayden, Josh, and I as the showrunners, we're making hundreds of decisions a day. And there, uh, and there are things that when they were filming that first episode, we were not making those decisions. And we would speak to, you know, when, when they finished filming, we were speaking to Joel, and it's like, it was tough for him. We were speaking to the actors. It was tough for them because there were times where they would typically come to us. And these are all people who worked on the show for a while, and we trust them, and we know that they made the best decision that they could. But it's no substitute for the collaboration of writers and the entire team on a television series. Wow, wonderful. Well, so we know we're on pause right now with this with the season six. What would you say to fans right now as far as uh, there being a delay uh, when it's actually released, and then also how worth it it will be for that wait to happen? Well, first of all, we don't know what the delay is going to be yet. That's something that we'll find out when the strike is over. None of us want to be striking. Let's be very clear. As fun as this is, we get to see a lot of our friends walking by. We got a pretzel truck today, you know, <laughs> and there's a camaraderie that you enjoy here. But that's all, we're all like, you know, uh, using this as a distraction from our sorrows because right now we're not doing what we love doing. Our, what, what we um, live for is making the show and making the, the content that we do. None of us want to be here, but it's worth it because it's worth it for us and worth it, worth it for the fans because not only will it uh, lead to better content on Cobra Kai going forward as the writers all get back, but greater content uh, motivated writers who are able to earn a living. Like, if you're not able to earn a living, then you're not going to have as many people writing good content. You're not going to have as many people who could pursue these jobs going forward. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's it's about the livelihood of, of the people who are commuting and contributing to the work that you love. Now, it will be worth the wait. 
we when when we are finished, we've been already working in the writers' room. We've planned our season in the broad strokes. We have several several outlines. We have several scripts. We have lots planned, and our brains never turn off. We're always thinking about uh, where things are going to go on the other side of it. And as soon as we're done with the strike, we'll get back at it, and it's going to have a motivated, excited, unified group of people who feel like they're putting in the work and being appreciated for the work that they're doing. That's that's absolutely amazing. And uh, I can't wait. I know I can't wait. And um, I want to thank you so much for answering these questions. And uh, I know it means a lot to all the fans. And I know a lot of we're with you. We know how good the show is. We know how important it is to have amazing content. And uh, so so thank you for for talking with us. Uh, it's my pleasure. And thank you for being here. No mercy. No mercy. I am here with Sensei Kim herself, Alicia Hannah Kim. Thank you so much for for talking to us today. We're here in the uh, picket line for the WGA, the Writers Guild. Um, so tell us about why why you're here today and why it's so important for everyone to see what's going on. I'm here to support Team Cobra. I think. I hope oh, you're I'm... here to support. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Thomas E. Griffin. Thomas. You only think Thomas with Paul's anatomy in a bath. No, I'm here because you know it's really important. We our show obviously is halted production because of the strike, and our showrunners are out here, our writers are out here, and so it's really important um, for our show to come together in solidarity. And I hope that we can get a resolution to this situation. It's really unsustainable and untenable for all the workers you know, to be on the street and having to pick it. So I'm hoping that we're able to move forward as soon as possible. But until then, we're here. We're fine. We're here. <laughs> we're <the T-shirt>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, now you did such an amazing job playing Sensei Kim in season five. We were introduced to her. Um, what can you say about that experience so far? And can you tease anything about what's to come in season six? Um, the experience was uh, incredible. I mean, I think any fan of Cobra knows uh, how iconic this fun this show is. And also, you know, behind the scenes, how warm everybody is on, on set. And so the minute that I got there, I was embraced and that was really, you know, it was exciting or thrilling. And then obviously Kimmy Nadine is a really extreme person to play, which is fun because um, just get to live out all of your darkest emotions on set. Right. So I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and what's to come? I don't know if I can say a lot, but I was just telling you that it's going to be really big. I think that fans will be really satisfied. I, I know that the show run will tell us pretty deal about the biggest, baddest season yet. Um, and I've seen, I've seen a little bit of what's to come, so I'm excited, but... Th- that's great. And then we saw him briefly, Thomas C. Griffiths, yes. just said hi. Yes. Um, what, what was that like? Because the two of you were such a dynamic duo. Yeah. What was that like working with him? We had the most fun. I mean, he's just, he's like the loveliest, most delightful person, as you just saw. Um, I think it's really funny that we're so sort of evil on screen and then behind the scenes, we're just like two little marshmallows. <laughs> you know, like, right. Just like squishing around in the corner being there. <laughs> No, I it's an honor to work with someone that's so venerated in the reality that and people will love his character, you know, there's a lot of history. I think it's also really interesting as a Walmart by someone you played thirty years ago and then you're you're back here and, and exploring that storyline still. 
I think that is losing, you know, to, to make this, you know, to try to keep it calm. Yes. Well, on that note, have you thought about the possibility that you may play Sensei Kim in the future as well? I would love to. I yeah. make myself available and be available to play this character. I'm really, I don't know if I can even articulate how fun it is. And, and the showrunners created somebody that was incredibly powerful and empowering, but also really fun to mm -hmm. play. You know, there's, there's a lot to unravel with her and, you know, she's got a lot of problems. <laughs> which we'll delve into the reading season. So, yeah, I would always be available to pray because I can. I love her. She's crazy. She has great hair. <laughs> she does. Better than me. She's ripped to your really extreme patterns now. Yes. Travel to, in like private jar, which is, you know, not climate friendly. I wasn't too pleased about Yeah, I know. I love her. That's wonderful. Well, Alicia Hannikin, thank you so much for talking today. And we are all so looking forward to seeing you in the future on Cobra Kai. So. Coming out and covering the strike. Of course. I want that um, fans know why the show is in the production and why we're out here. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, thank you. All right, everyone. I am here with Cobra Kai co-creator, Josh Heald. Josh, it is amazing to have you here. Good to see you. Um, we're here at the writer's strike. We're here in front of the Fox Studios. And I was wondering if you could kind of give your perspective on the strike, uh, what this means for TV shows that we love like Cobra Kai, and uh, what it means for the Cobra Kai show. We kind of all knew this strike was coming for a while. It, it, it felt, you know, the drumbeat was there, that this was a generational uh, strike that needed to happen. Uh, it was a generational negotiation, I should say, like the strike felt inevitable and now we're here and it was, I guess, because what needs to happen is the contracts that the writers get need to kind of match the work that's being done. The, the contracts that exist, the, the template for how writers are employed and treated is something that might be familiar if you're making, you know, Three's Company back in 1981, but doesn't really make sense if you're writing a six episode you know limited series for netflix in 2023 so you know the writers guild is really just after a fair contract that acknowledges how episodes are made how long it takes to make them how writers are compensated and how writers can make a career out of it and so it doesn't turn into a job job gig that people aren't sure if they could stay in the profession so it's uh it's necessary uh, i hope the two sides can experience some movement both you know in a positive direction and uh, get back to the table and end it so as far as writing in the Cobra Kai series, how integral are writers to, to the show itself? I, I know a lot of people think, oh, you kind of maybe write ahead of time and, and then you go shoot it. Like, what, what is that process like for Cobra Kai? We're writing constantly on Cobra Kai. I mean, we, you know, we have an initial script that, you know, either we will write or somebody in our writer's room will write. That script goes through multiple, multiple, multiple drafts before production, during pre-production, then you give an episode while you're making an episode and you're rehearsing and you're seeing things on the day, you might change something significantly that not only change something for that that scene, but will change something and have a ripple effect through other scripts. So it's crucial, crucial for a highly serialized show like ours to have writers, not just in a writer's room period, but through production to be able to track these changes, uh, pitch fixes, Sometimes you're, you know, you lose a location. You have an actor who gets sick who can't be part of the show anymore, and the show needs to still continue on and make sense. And without a writer there, you, you know, really are just beholden to this script that no longer matches the situation. 
So, I mean, that that's kind of what the reality of making a serialized show is now versus making a traditional broadcast sitcom where it was more, here are three sets, here are our five actors, here is the situation of the week. And, you know, your final script might have joke changes, dialogue changes, but not massive changes that carry over into the next episode. Um, it's kind of like you're, you're writing an ongoing movie that is happening in real time. So the writing is, uh, is and has always been a crucial element. Are you, now, people have talked about AI. Uh, it's exploded over the past six months. Uh, how much of a threat do you think that is to the profession of writing? I see AI as a interesting tool uh, that both the writers can use, the studios can use, but it's a tool. It, it's it's something that can be suggested. It's something that might suggest uh, a marketing, you know, uh, plan for you know how to launch a season. It's something that might suggest uh, a storyline or an idea or a genesis of something to. Yeah, to look at AI and say, this is how we are going to tell stories, uh, really doesn't make any kind of sense. You know, I'll use one of my own movies as an example, A Hot Tub Time Machine. I don't think AI would necessarily just come up with Hot Tub Time Machine. I think if you asked AI now to write a Josh Hill-style feature film, it would take elements of that because AI has to pull from somewhere. But unless people want just derivative material that is regurgitating type of content based on everything that's come before and nothing absolutely brand new, then I would say you need writers. You need you need the genesis of an original idea. And I don't think AI is showing an original idea. I think it's showing the ability to mimic what, you know, is out there based on material that's available. And it's always more beautiful to bring something to life than to create something in a lab. Absolutely. Now, we know that uh, season six is coming uh, and there may be a bit of a wait. Uh, what would you say to fans uh, as far as like maybe a tease for season six? It's going to be big. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of karate. It's going to be a lot of kicking and punching. <laughs> All the things you love. I mean, anything you love about Cobra Guy is going to be in season six. Any storyline you're hoping to see resolved will most likely uh, be resolved in a way that is satisfying and thrilling and there's going to be a lot more surprises to come along the way as well you know the the first season was our most important season in terms of recreating the karate kid universe creating the language of what the cobra kai universe is the last season for any given uh, series is equally important you have to bring this large jumbo jet in for a landing that you know, there's other landings to, to look at in terms of, uh, you know, how shows end and, and how they go out. Uh, this one has to make sense for this universe, but it also has to be original as well. And uh, it's going to be a really fun experience making it. It's going to be an even more fun experience watching it with everybody when it comes out. And I just can't wait to get out of, uh, you know, this strike and have a fair deal so we can get back to the writer's room and, and keep writing it. That's wonderful. Well, well thank, thank you, Josh, so much for joining me today on the picket lines in front of Fox Studios. We hope that uh, an agreement can be reached as soon as possible. Thanks, Ken. Strike hard. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, a huge surprise for you today, a huge surprise for me, is uh, being able to talk to Thomas Ian Griffith and Mary Page Keller. Amazing. I, I can't believe the talent that I'm... I'm in the middle of right now. Uh, this is absolutely incredible. It's great to have you here. And... Um, I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk directly to fans about what's happening today and, and why this is important if you enjoy watching 
scripted entertainment, why is this important? Oh, um, it's, it's an important yeah, time in our industry. A, a change is necessary. It's not that we want to do this. We all want to be either writing or actors doing the show. It's something that it, it's a necessity right now to get fair wages, especially for the mid-level writers, to help them learn to say, be able to go up on set and grow as producers. These are all things that just will make the shows you watch that much better. So that's what we're really fighting for. And hopefully it'll be resolved soon that we're going to have be Yeah, and, and for the writers, the creatives, just across the board, this has, it's kind of existential. There's not a, there's not a single aspect of this industry that isn't, that isn't dreamed of and, and born out of, um, out of a storytelling, comes a love for storytelling. And uh, that just needs to be respected and honored. So yeah. it feels like it's time to... That, now's the time to support artists, to really embrace them, to say, because that's the unifying force. You know, that's the beauty of what we do on their television or movies or music or whatever it is. It brings people together. It's like, right now, let's not try to cheapen that. Let's embrace them. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you're, I'm, I'm glad I get to speak to both of you because you're both such talented actors as well as writers. And how important is great writing for great acting? Look, Essential. Yeah. <laughs> if we're an old act. There, you know, we've been actors, you know, our whole adult lives and we've been writers for the last 15, 20 years and it's like it's the most important step of the process for us because that's where your imagination runs free and you create these characters and then when the actors come and bring it to life and the whole crew and the set designers and directors um, is so collaborative it's such a beautiful art form and it begins on the page it begins on the page you have to have that great blueprint um what what is your hope going forward? And I don't know if you're able to talk because I know SAG just authorized the strike vote. Um, just the moment we're in right now, and uh, you know, and Thomas, you mentioned this is the moment to support artists. Um, what does this mean in terms of even people talking about AI, artificial intelligence, and how that could impact uh, art? We're not trying to stop AI. AI, it, we're just trying to make sure it's used in the right way in terms of creating content or protecting actors. That's why we have such incredible support out here today and at all the studios we've been to, but the actors are really united with the writers. And it, and it's because I think as a, as, a, as a force, as an entity, we'll have the power to make it the proper change. Absolutely. And uh, so tell us a little bit about, uh, so collectively we're working on at least two projects right now, Virgin River, which I know fans really are going to be interested in checking out. Uh, and then also a tease on Cobra Kai Season 6. All right. Well, we wrote, we wrote on Season 5 that they just announced on Netflix that will be coming out in the fall. We, uh, after we came on Virgin River, we, uh, we were part of a great writing team for that. And we were... Uh, we were just starting the room in uh, first season, and, uh, six, season 6. And, it, and, and we were just got right. so, a few scripts done. And... and we're really hoping to go back soon. We have a, uh, what we really feel like is going to be a great season. But yeah, it's going to be a, a, a really season, season five. I think you'll love season six. is going to be great. As far as Cobra Kai, I'm trying to get some info out of these guys. They're all here. I know. Very <laughs> tight -lipped. What's going on? You don't is know. There, is there a place for Terry Silver in that world? Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
You know, there's a large contingent of fans that are uh, very much want to hashtag save silver. I we, love it. We, we, we're on Terry's side. You I know. love it. Yeah. Well, I just have to say to the fans, it's been such a blessing to come back to acting with that role. It was full circle, the first movie role I ever did, you know, 29 years old. So uh, it's just been a joy. And the fans are literally the best in the world. They're just incredible. No so thank you all. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Can Thank you so much. One fan. Can, no. oh. The best. The oh, best. That, that is an honor. That is an honor. Thank you so much, guys. Right. Yes, best of luck. Wow, that was incredible. How wonderful. Just, uh, yeah, to be acknowledged as a fan, Terry Silver fan, by Thomas St. Griffith and Mary Page Keller. That's, uh, that's incredible. All right, everyone, I am here with Hayden Schlossberg, co-creator of Cobra Kai, genius, uh, I think all you guys are fans of Terry Silver, but Hayden is a special fan. So uh, we, we have a kinship here amongst you, all you Terry Silver fans out there. Um, so Hayden, let, let's talk about Cobra Kai Season 6. Right. Um, what do you want to know? Be, I'm, well, not like, I'm not like the other guys. Okay, all right. So Ask away. Okay, very good. Uh, so uh, does Terry Silver get out of jail? That's okay. He doesn't have to answer that. Um, you, do you uh, want me to answer that? Or? I kind of don't. I kind of don't. I, and I won't. Yeah, but but you've seen you've seen the movement to save silver. I have. Yes. Yes. Okay. I've seen the uh, yeah the save save silver campaign. Okay. I I am a hundred. You know, I'm a huge Terry Silver fan. So I don't want him personally to be like left in oblivion. Sure. I, I want him to wreak, you know. Whether you call it havoc or whatever you'd want to call it, so uh, order, really, great leadership. Yeah, yeah. havoc or leadership yeah. or you know, is is he a mentor? Is he a monster? I don't know. Right. Um, I actually do know, <laughs> uh, but it's uh, yeah, you know, it's a big last episode, and you know, but but we also have a final season, so anything is possible. That that's great. Well, as far as season six. What what's the status? Like what has happened? We have this writer's strike here that's impacted everything, and we saw the news that it, production's been shut down. So, can you give everyone kind of a status update uh, with Cobra Kai since season six? Yeah, it's just been delayed like every other show right now. You know, we we it was weird. Our first day of shooting was like the day the strike was going to be determined, so we knew going into it that that was a possibility, but it was only a possibility, so we had to be ready to shoot you know, the whole season. Now, we don't have all the episodes. When we start a season, we don't have all the episodes written. You know, usually we have a few episodes that are finished, a few episodes that are kind of in an in-between stage, and then a few that haven't been started yet. And that's kind of where we were at. And uh, and it was, it's, you know, weird to go full steam ahead ready, but then having to hit the brakes right away. But, you know, we, we were prepared for both possibilities. So, you know, we'll take advantage of the break and, you know, you know, look at it with fresh eyes and try to have it, you know, turn lemons into lemonade with it. Um, so, but, you know, the only frustrating thing is we want to be shooting it. We, you know, we don't, we fans want to see it. We want to see it. So, you know, there's a delay as a result of that, but you didn't know when it was coming out anyway. Right, right. So you don't know. You know, whether it's going to be a delay or not, really. So don't even worry about that. I gotcha. Well, so, and, and just so we know, I know there's been a lot of talk about when, when seasons are released. Is that something you know ahead of time when you're going into shooting a season, or is that determined later by the distributor like Netflix? It varies sometimes. 
And sometimes there's forces, outside forces that change plans. I've, we've had situations where, oh, you're, you're thinking it's going to be a certain release date and then it changes. So, you know, we had an idea of how the final season was, you know, there was talk about that, but we also knew that that could change. And, you know, now with the strike, it's things are kind of up in the air. But listen, it's one of Netflix's big shows. And uh, we, we, you know, we've already, you know, kind of gotten into the writer's room on it. So it will happen. It's just uh, let's just cross our fingers that the strike goes you know, by quickly and that we, there's a good deal for writers so that we can get back to work. Right. Now, you're you're obviously a writer yourself. You're a director. You're a producer. You've seen all of these. You, you oversee all of these elements coming together. You're a showrunner. Actually, you can tell people, what is a showrunner? What does that what does that do? What does a showrunner do? I feel like it's kind of like being the like it's like in movie terms, it's like being the director in the sense that you're involved with all the departments for all the episodes. Like each episode has a director that's focused on directing that episode. And I feel like the showrunner's job is to kind of almost be the director, the macro director of all episodes. Um, and but that that's like that goes with uh, the production, but that also goes with the writers. So like we're sort of overseeing the writer's room, we're overseeing the production, and then we're, when it comes to post, you know, it's really the editors, you know, who are doing the nitty gritty, but we're overseeing all that stuff. I gotcha. And so all of those elements that you oversee, how important is writing to that? Not really important. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, a formality, let's just say. <laughs> you know, you could just, no, it's it's, for us, I was shocked, like, going into this industry, I always just felt writers were the most important thing because, you know, the things that I, when I, when I fell in love with movies and TV shows, I was always obsessed with who came up with this. Where, like, where does this come from? Whose brain did it come from? And John and I, when we were friends, we bonded over the fact that we knew, like, the Zucker Brothers. And yes. Zucker Brothers directed... Uh, airplane and Naked Gun, but they also wrote Airplane and Naked Gun. Right. You know, it wasn't just, you know, we, we became directors because, not because we felt, oh, they're the auteurs of, of art, but because we felt that, you know, we didn't want to write something and then hand it off to somebody. We we're control freaks, so we wanted to be there every step of the way. But as far as I'm concerned, especially when it comes to comedy, uh, you know, the writer is so crucial and important. It begins and ends there. And not to, not to take, you know, any credit away from directors and actors, I, you know, direct. It's, you can't do it without everyone. It's a collaborative medium. But all the other, all the other people have something to start with. They have a script. Writers don't have anything. There's a blank page. It's the most creative part of the process. That's what I love about it. It's also the most challenging part. That's why we deserve the most money. <laughs> That's great. Um, well, Hayden, thank you for joining me today here on the Picket Lines. Uh, very cool to, to learn about all of this. As far as Cobra Kai season six, you had previously teased that if every other... Oh. <laughs> ah, this guy. Had to crash the boss. <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing. Thomas, amazing. Um, you had previously... He's, he's, he's still... he's. Lily gotten out here, like so. We'll see. Maybe, maybe that's a sign. Yeah, indeed. Um, but you'd previously said that if every other season of Cobra Kai were like a meal, 
season six is going to be like Thanksgiving, right? like a Thanksgiving dinner. Is, is there another tease that you can give us to, to convey the, the magnitude of what we have to look forward to in season six? I'll just say, you know, we, we felt we, you just feel like you could, uh, each season we try to top ourselves. And the last season was freaking crazy. You know, so yeah. it's like, how do you top yourself without it becoming absolutely ridiculous? <laughs> well, I don't know. It may be absolutely ridiculous, but if we are going to top ourselves, it's going to be so, I mean, you know, the Psychai Tai guy is going to, you know, play a role and, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's going to have uh, a lot of what I loved in the big sequels of the 80s. A lot of this, like, kind of big international feel, but mixed in with all the payoffs of stuff that we've set up over the years. So it should be very satisfying. Uh, we'll see if it gets made. But, uh, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. We, we know it will get made. We know it's going to be amazing. And Hayden Schlossberg, thank you so much for talking to me today. And uh, best of luck. And we all hope that the deal can be reached as soon as possible. Absolutely. Writers, writers, writers. Let's do it. Thanks, Hayden. All right. Appreciate it. Okay, guys. So that was absolutely incredible to talk to everyone. Everyone from the big three to Thomas Ian Griffith, Alicia Hannah Kim, uh, all the writers. Uh, my goodness. What, what a day. Hopefully this gives you a nice perspective on what the strike is all about and how important writers are to Cobra Kai and every show that you watch. So thanks for watching today. Thanks for watching my channel. Uh, go ahead and like and subscribe. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Bye. Want to be part of the live KenCast show? Subscribe to the Ken Cole YouTube channel and hit the notification bell to get alerts about every new show. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you next time on KenCast.